Welcome to another episode of Side by Side Dirt. It's your host, that's me, it's Sheldon. Well, let's start off with a little bit of recap of episode 5, live from Vegas. We talked about the new release date of the Honda Talent, November 27th of 2018. We also talked a little bit about the Can-Am X3, the Textron XX, the Polaris Turbo S Razor. We also talked a little bit about the Yamaha YXZ. We also talked a little bit about suspension and what it's like to live down in Southern California and the history of the side-by-side industry in Southern California with a good friend of mine, Jason. I'd like to give a shout out to Army Engineer Patriot. He wrote to us the other day saying he listened to the podcast from North Dakota to South Dakota. Well, that's a long distance. He also wrote that he's a gearhead and also gasoline runs through his veins like ours. He also wrote that he still has love for the Yamaha Rhino. And that's what makes us side-by-side enthusiasts. Well, everybody, let's start off with episode 6 called The Mud Life Going Rogue. So let's get Caleb from Rogue Off-Road on the line here. So everybody stay tuned. Caleb from Rogue Off-Road is coming up. Is this Caleb? Yes, sir. This is him. Hey, Caleb. This is Sheldon here from Side by Side Dirt. How are we you doing? To bring on the... Good. How are you doing? We want to talk to you about what Rogue Off-Road and what makes you a Side by Side enthusiast. Man, they're just doing what we love, man. Just a couple of guys, a couple of girls in a shop, man. We all just love the industry and, and love what we do, man. We get make a living doing it. It's a great thing. Yeah, that's right. Isn't that, a, that is the truth, isn't it? So where are you located in Texas? Man, so we are in Flint, Texas, which is just outside of Tyler, East Texas area, about two hours from Dallas, um, right around all the big mud parks, Mud Creek, River Run ATV, all that good stuff. Yeah, I know when we were talking there last week, you were you were at an event this weekend coming up. Last yep. weekend, sorry. Yes, sir. We were at uh, Mud and for a Cure, which is actually a, an event to raise money for breast cancer awareness and to hopefully try and find a cure so uh man it gives us a chance you know to go out and have a good time but at the same time you know get out there and and actually raise money for a cause so it actually works out really good for everything all the way around wow that's pretty cool event so is there any more mud nationals or anything like that coming up here in the new future man so we've actually got an event another event we're going to called mudaholics convention um november 11th out at river on atv and we're really looking forward to it man it should be a good one um, nice. Weather's been nice. Should be nice and muddy for us. Nice. That'll be nice and muddy. Yeah. Deep, deep. You guys like deep mud is what I call that. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes it'll look like we're just riding through lakes and stuff. It's pretty crazy to think, you know, the amount of water we can we can get through with these snorkels on some of these machines and stuff like that, man. I remember like back in the day, you know, when we first all got into it on our Hondas and stuff, you know, we had snorkels like three foot tall coming out of the rack and stuff and we're all just having a blast and you know if you're on 32 inch tires you were monster truck around town heck now we're running 40s and 44s and stuff man it's crazy to see how things have evolved within the past few years yeah well that's what i've seen i've you know i never thought that the side-by-sides would ever get to be bigger 
wheel size bigger than a 15 or a 17, but you guys are running up to what, 24s now? Yeah, bro. Fours, man. We're actually fixing to start on a turbo razor build. We're going to be putting 26s and 45 inch tires on to go hit bounty holes and stuff. So, man, it's just wow. like I said, man, it's crazy to see how stuff has evolved, you know, just within the past few years. You know, man, yeah. we've been open since 2014. And even since then, you know, we were running 37 inch tractor tires and stuff then. And, you know, even then, that's, I mean, that's small considered now to what we're running on some of these machines. Well, yeah, and I, I can't believe it how you guys are actually literally running a tractor tire on these <laughs> side-by-sides with 10-inch, 12-inch lifts. Like, it's, just, it's it's crazy to see, especially what I call the mud life down in your area and other areas down there in the southern part. Um, it's crazy seeing all these things jacked up. It looks like they could go through 20 feet of water, like they almost need scuba tanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah, the, the snorkels and stuff, man, they, they've really come a long way too lately. Um, you know, just the bolt-on kits and stuff like that. It used to be, you know, you go down to Lowe's and get you a bunch of pipe and try and make some stuff work, man. But now, you know, you can just get online and buy a kit and go through 10 foot of water like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's the craziest. Well, and if, if people don't know or our listeners don't know, but uh, you got to check out Rogue Off Road definitely on Instagram. They've got a huge following. They do some crazy builds. I know that they just finished building this crazy RS1. I What did you guys call that one? It was like a Raptor or something along that line? Man, we actually never even named it. It was so crazy that we didn't even know what to name it. So it's just kind of like the RS1, you know? But we yeah. actually set up, we set up that one a little bit different, man. Usually, you know, we go for a mud build, but this one we wanted to, uh, we wanted to put it together and take it out to Moab for Rally on the Rocks. So we uh, yeah. took a totally different route with it, man. We actually did an HCR suspension kit on it. And uh, the owner of the bike, Dave Coast, he actually wanted to just do something totally insane with it, go crazy with the cage. You know, RS1's already pretty crazy looking. He just wanted to kind of evolve on that. So it's got this wild graffiti wrap on it. And uh, he had these custom logos made. So it says Rogue all over it and graffiti and audio farms and guys hooked up the audio and stuff like that and uh and we just built this wild looking cage on it and actually got a lot of attention um and we took it out to moab man had a good time and then it just actually left uh, little sahara he had went out there for this utv takeover and had a good time out there too with it so did you feel a little bit off balance because you're used to doing such a big mud thing and then here you are doing something to crawl over rocks? Man, you feel a little just, bit out of your element? Yeah, a little bit, man. It was a little bit of a learning curve trying to figure out, you know, I talked to a lot of guys. I've got some buddies out West and stuff like that. And I, I called up and, you know, see what these guys are running and stuff like that. Cause it's a totally new world to me, you know, as far as setting up the clutching and wheels and tires and, and what works on rocks and stuff, man, we don't have rocks here down in Texas. We got mud holes. <laughs> So that's definitely yeah. a bit of a learning experience to try and figure out, you know, what all we needed to run and stuff. But, you know, with the way the industry is, man, it's nice being able to call up somebody and, you know, that everybody's really helpful, you know, all the way across the board, you know, with all these companies well, and stuff. Well, I, I could understand that because I actually did one of my first mud builds and I was totally out of my realm too. I actually had to call guys like you to help me out how to even start to even begin. And that's the first time I've actually ever seen tractor tires on anything related in the off-road industry. And, and I can tell you that it's 
it gets a lot of looks and it, it's crazy seeing these pizza I call these uh, pizza cutters with these big giant wheels and you're like you just can't believe that you're putting this stuff especially in the off-road industry you see a lot of this in the mud truck stuff but it's starting to take a really big what I call um, taking now especially down in your area and more areas down there too is how the mud and the big lifts and the big wheels and the big tires it's like it's kind of becoming a competition now, right? For sure, for sure. And man, actually we've started getting in like a lot of our machines, man. We've started kind of toning down on the big lifts and stuff like that. And we're setting them up to where, you know, we can run, you know, a 35 inch or a 37 inch tractor tire on it. And then, you know, just take them off, throw on some paddles and go hit the dunes and not have to worry about, you know, reclutching and stuff. So we've kind of been trying to find like a happy medium with a lot of our builds to where they're really universal as far as where you can go. Because a lot of the guys that have been in the mud for so long, you know, they're starting to kind of venture off into the the, the sand and the rock type of stuff too, you know, and it's really, uh, really taken on down here, whereas we've been stuck in mud for so long, you know, but people are really starting to get out more with the other stuff as well. Well, and that's, in, so how, how far are you from uh, Rally on the Rocks or let's say Glamis? Man, uh, for Rally on the Rocks, we drove 18 hours is how long it took us to get from uh, from Texas to Utah. Wow. That's a long, that's just, for me, coming from Canada all the way down to even Las Vegas is like 22 hours. For sure. So I definitely know what you're feeling there. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was quite a long haul, man. And I've actually got some buddies that are going out to Glamis uh, into this month, beginning next month. They're actually... Uh, they're going to make the drive from here all the way to Glamis. I want to say it's like 25, 26 hours or something like that. Yeah, that's crazy. There's one, there's, I know that you guys just finished building that. Was it a Can-Am X3 four-seater? Yeah. That one would have 35s on it or have 37s on that? It had 40s on it. That had 40s on it. Yeah. I get, and that didn't have a real lift in it did it no it didn't man it just had the the shocks turned up just a little bit um we actually built some forward arched a arms for it to clear those 40s with no lift on it oh yeah wow yeah it was crazy but one of my most impressive builds i've seen you guys do is the little razor 170. <laughs> a little bit. i think they call that one is that that's not Bigfoot, is it? Yeah, no, it is that, Bigfoot, that isn't one's, it? That one's Littlefoot, man. We actually built Bigfoot. That's Littlefoot. There it is. Yeah, we built Bigfoot for for the same customer we were talking about earlier, actually, for Dave. We built Bigfoot for him for Mud Nationals. And, uh, man, people loved it so much and stuff. He was like, man, I want to do something for my kid. And uh, he had this little beat-up Razor 170, man. It didn't run. The swing arm was snapped in half on it and stuff. And he said, man, let's just take this thing and make it absolutely wild let's go crazy with it and make it not even look like the same machine so i was just playing around you know set it up on some jack stands and i had some 35 inch tires off of my truck i put up next to it and took a picture and then uh he took it and photoshopped it and made it look all legit and put littlefoot on the side and you know we just decided yeah it's got to happen so we ended up taking it and building a custom 14 inch lift for it and fit some 35 inch tractor tires on it wow <laughs> I imagine that was an undertaking for sure. And it was, it was for sure. And then trying to figure out the gearing and everything. So for the gearing, you know, obviously that, that little go-kart that, I mean, is pretty much what it is. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not set up to turn a 35 inch tire, man. It comes with like twenties on it. Yeah. So we 
So I had to call up a couple of guys and found somebody to make me a custom 56 tooth sprocket for it. We figured out what the gear ratio needed to be. And uh, man, that thing will still cruise down the road at like 20 miles an hour. That's insane. I, I can't believe that. It, it's very impressive to see a little 170 because most of the 170s we've ever seen are set up with dune tires or they're set up with long travel for ripping on the racetrack. But you, I've never seen a, a Razor 170 like that jacked as high as it is. It was, and then to be against, I guess, the Bigfoot, and you got Littlefoot, it was it was a good combo. And I, I really do think that Rogue really needs to give themselves a pat on the back. And you definitely need to give yourself a pat on the back because you definitely, I feel, went way out of the box with that Razor 170. And you also go way out of the box with a lot of builds that you do. So Caleb, do you want to give us a little bit of your background, kind of what you do at Rogue and, you know, what makes you a side-by-side -side enthusiast? So man, I've always had a passion for like, uh, man, for mud riding and stuff like that, really man, all through high school and middle school, you know, we all had little Hondas and stuff and we'd go ride out in the cane fields and down in Louisiana where I'm from. Um, we'd yeah. go ride in the cane fields, hit some mud holes, you know, that's what we did as kids on the weekends. And then, you know, it just kind of evolved into a bigger hobby. And then uh, fabrication's also been a passion of mine. You know, we've always had like custom motorcycles and building hot rods and stuff like that. And then, uh, man, when I moved to Texas, um, you know, I saw these ginormous side-by-sides running around and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that'd be cool to build that stuff, you know? You know, I already like building stuff, you know, and this, I like mudding. So, you know, let's try to put that together. And then, you know, next thing you know, uh, you know, I started over at Rogue Off-Road, and uh, man, it just kind of evolved from there, you know? And now yeah. I'm I'm, uh, I'm running the business there, and, you know, been doing it for about four years now. Yeah. And uh, we've definitely built some wild-looking machines, man. A lot more wild than I ever thought we'd be doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you definitely, you guys definitely stick out from the crowd than most mud people, for sure. I know that you guys have competition out there, but... A lot of your competition actually runs rogue off-road product on their stuff. <laughs> yeah, they do, man. And that's you know that's the cool thing about this industry, man. You know, it's you have competitors, but at the same time, you know, all these shops, you know, we all work together as a team. At the end of the day, you know, we may get online and talk some smack to each other and stuff like that, but in the, the day, man, it's all it's all family, bro. We all get together and help each other out or you know maybe i'll need a part that somebody else has and it, i can't get it anywhere else for you know two weeks which is way out of the deadline and you know somebody else will hook me up and i'll just get it off of them or whatever and it goes the same yeah. both ways you know it's really cool um even though you know we'll get online and we'll smack talk and who can build the better machine and all this and that but at the end of the day man it's all one big family and you know we all help each other out when we need it yeah, well, that's the thing about it. That That's why I like the side-by-side -side industry because there is competition out there and you, you're absolutely right. It's like when the doors open, you're competition, but when the doors close, you're all friends. You're all having a beer or hanging out with each other, you know, but as soon as the doors open, it's like smack talk, you got to beat the other person, right? And absolutely. absolutely. And that's why I've been such a big fan of the side-by-side -side industry. And living in Canada, we don't get to experience the mud like you guys we have like muskeg and it's really sticky and it's not sloppy it's it's just stinky mad stuff you know and then from what i understand is what texas would the mud be more kind of like like sandy dirty kind of not so sticky or would it be something close to what 
what we have in Canada? Man, it depends on where you go. Um, you know, even on opposite sides of Jacksonville, you know, if you go to River Run, it's all like sugar sand, man, and the, the mud will just fall off of your bike. You know, if you go and hose it off, it just falls off. It doesn't take much to wash it off. You go across to Mud Creek, and it's like straight red clay, man, and that stuff like turns to concrete on your machine <laughs> in a hurry. Really? Yeah. I mean, it really just depends on where you go. I mean, it can change yeah. quick depending on where you're at. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is just – it doesn't matter where you are, I guess, in the world. As long as you're out side-by-siding and having a good time, I guess that's the number one that makes us side-by-side enthusiasts. Would you agree with that point of view? Absolutely, man. Like, we'll go ride all over the country and stuff to different trails, but, man, at the end of the day, you hop on the trail with a complete stranger, and, you know, you're not a stranger anymore, man. All of a sudden, you're all the best friends just tearing it up on the trails, you know? Well, and that's what I'm saying, but Texas has always been known for big trucks. So I could never honestly see the side-by-side industry with small side-by-sides because it doesn't really fit the Texas, what I've ever seen of Texas. Because I know they built some of the biggest trucks <laughs> unlimited on the highway. So why would you want this normal side-by-side with 30s? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it just, it just doesn't really, um, I call define the culture of what Texas is. And it's good to see that now, like you're saying, that um, Texas people are starting to venture into the rocks and going to the dunes, you know, and hitting the hills a little bit more different than the mud. And it's good to see that you guys, as part makers, are starting to identify that and trying to change a little bit of the lift idea and kind of going a little bit of a smaller tire and a wheel combo, but so that they can actually switch between that. And I think that's what makes the side-by-side industry so cool is because it's always evolving all the time it's always changing and it's always changing i feel for the customer's needs and i don't feel that a lot of industries out there actually identify that like the side-by-side industry would you say that i'm hitting the nail on the, the hammer on the nail or would you say i'm a little bit out or for sure, for sure, man. We've constantly got to be evolving. Even though our, it's something as simple as our hoods and grills and stuff like that, you know, we've constantly got to be evolving it because, you know, we've we've been so uh, good at appeasing towards the mud crowd for so long with our hoods and grills and stuff, you know. Now we're trying to uh, take a little bit of a step more out towards the west and, you know, try to make it appease to the, to the dune guys and the rock guys and stuff out there. You know, we'd like to see them you know see what they like would like to see on their machines and stuff like that and we try to design our stuff around that as well yeah and even with the the new machines that are coming out and stuff like that you know we're constantly coming up with new designs and reconfiguring stuff to make it work on newer machines and stuff like that well that's what i'm saying and i don't think a lot of people especially duners have ever seen what your guys's hood and grill combo looks like and the reason why i think it's superior and most hood and grill companies is because it's actually letting the hot air out underneath the hood. And I know that that's always been a problem with side-by-sides and Polaris have always been famous for running hot underneath the hood. They're just, they always do. And I think that people don't realize how venting that out is important in a lot of ways. For sure. That's, that's, I mean, that's the main reason we came up with the idea for a, a mesh hood like we have. You know, not only for aesthetics, for for looks, to make your machine give it that custom pop, 
but also, you know, to be functional to where, you know, you got hot air, I mean, cold air going in through the front, through the radiator. It's got to have somewhere to go. So now we've gave it a way to go up through the top and yeah. then off that hot air out of there so your machine can run cooler going down the trails or, you know, if you're just sitting it there, sitting there letting it idling, you know, you don't want all that hot air just building up under the hood. Well, if you really think about it, it actually goes back to school days when they taught you in school is that hot air always rises. Yes. So you guys are just basically doing the same thing. You've taken an old school mentality and realized that hot air needs to go somewhere and it always goes up. For sure. <laughs> it never go it never goes down, I guess is what my teacher always yeah, said. And then, heck, all we had to do from there was make it look cool. Yeah, exactly, right? So Caleb, let's talk a little bit about Rogue. Um let's talk about some of the products that you guys are building. I know that you're a master fabricator, and I do know that you guys do make some killer cages. And I do know that you're one heck of a good TIG welder. So let's let let's let the listeners know about the rogue product itself and why you stand behind it so man like our whole deal at rogue is you know it's quality over everything you know quality over quantity you know so everything you know we tr- we try our best to make it a hundred percent perfect before it leaves out the door um i mean down down even to the to the smallest welds you know on stuff um everything we do is like dom tubing high quality metal um all tig welded all finished up nice powder coated finish um all our cages and stuff man we try to do one-off custom stuff on all of our cages and stuff like that we do do a lot of custom work um pretty much you know if the customer can dream it up we can build it is pretty much our motto so we yeah. which has led us to build some insane rigs before some insane machines um for instance like white walker that went to mud nationals this year man he had a crazy idea to chop the seats down in this ranger and build the cage super low all the way to the back and you know i, I feel like we nailed it for him and and really knocked it out of the park um, with that stuff and you know like i said all the tig welding and stuff man we could make weld stuff and it'd be a lot faster and easier but uh we really like the clean look of tig welding we like the strength of it um yeah, I feel like that's what separates us apart from the herd is really the quality when it comes down to it. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You guys are a smaller shop, a smaller ma paw shop, and that's why I've always been. That's another reason why I wanted to bring this podcast because I wanted people to um, to listen to this podcast so they could reach out to companies like you. You know, you guys. I've been watching you guys for years, I think since 2014, and I've seen you guys grow over the years. And I've seen it grow even more when you're behind the wheel of the ship. And, you know, and and to listen to you, like your fabrication and the way you're thinking about how you always constantly got involved. And I think that's why I feel that Rogue makes a, a supreme product in a lot of ways. Um, I know what I, th- I think is really cool is I know that everybody makes rock sliders or nerf bars but you guys actually build an actual what i call a step to getting into these big lifted machines and stuff like that and i know that because there is people out there with big feet and those little nerf bars or those little rock bars um or those little tree bars they're just not enough meat and i know that you guys make an extra wide one more than your competition does for sure, yeah. We actually make a wider one with like a uh, 
with the step plate on it with the mesh cutout in it so that the mud doesn't stack up on it, but you can still step on it. And it actually yeah. is super popular over the years, man. We've been building those since 14, and they're still hot on the market, man. We can't keep those on the shelves. Yeah. Well, I know, I know that. And that, like, um, so now we're going to kind of get a little deep here. Where do you see Rogue in the next five years? Like, what can you see? Where are you guys going to make a change? Are you guys going to stay at the mud? Are you guys going to go into the dunes or just keep man, doing what I'd you're like, doing? I'd like to see us grow more, man. Me and the team and grow more and get out and towards the west. And, you know, that we'll always have a place for the mud guys, man, because, you know, that's our roots. We'll always be there. You know, yeah. so we always take care of those guys too. But I'd like to see us, you know, out playing in the rocks and the dunes and stuff like that. You know, I'd like to see the guys that were with us from the beginning doing the same thing too. Um, yeah. So I'd like to see us all at the top, you know, playing in the same yeah. stuff like that. You know, I'll see all these big companies out West and stuff, you know, like SDR, TMW, stuff like that, building these crazy rigs for that stuff. You know, I'd like to be running with those guys out there with some, with some crazy sand bikes. I'd like to learn how they're doing stuff and, and, imply that to what we're doing yeah so Caleb let me ask you a quick question because you're from the south what does is that what you guys call everything as a bike is that a side-by-side or because it's no different than guys in California they, they they call them cars and it's like cars and if you don't know the lingo you're kind of like what they're called bikes like bikes to me mean like dirt bikes just like cars mean like automobiles but that's what I'm saying like Californians call them cars and you're kind of like, is that a, like a sand car, like a big car? And then you guys call them bikes. So you <laughs> catch so much flack for that online, bro. You're not very good. All these guys out west that call them cars, man, they think we're crazy because we call them bikes. But it's just, it is what it is, man. We've been calling that. It's just how we grew up. You know, we, yeah. say, we say a lot of weird things down in the south. <laughs> Well, and that, you know, that's one thing that I've always liked about United States is that it doesn't matter where you go. There's always a different, you know, lingo. It's just like you guys from the States think that sometimes us Canadians still live in igloos. And <laughs> Wait, you guys don't live in igloos? <laughs> no, we don't live in igloos, unfortunately. <laughs> they, I actually live in the south of Canada, so which is closer to the United States border than anything. So Antarctica is, it's, I'd probably be faster to drive to Mexico than I would to Antarctica I in theory I guess um, no we, we don't swim with polar bears and we don't wear um, polar bear rugs around us no we do get some not as hot but we do see a little bit of what we call a summer I guess what you guys call a winter I guess right so let me ask another quick question there Caleb um, in the south do you guys have like an a fall, a winter, and a summer. You know, when is your guys's kind of your best time to ride? Like, when do you find most people are out there riding? Bro, here in Texas, we have three summers and one winter, and that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's either hot or it's cold. It's either blazing hot or it's freezing. There's no in between. <laughs> there is no between, right? There's no. no. <laughs> so you definitely don't see snowbills where you're at, right? <laughs> no, no, man. It snowed. It snowed last year here, and uh, nobody knew what to do, man. Everything shut down for like a week. Really, I could just imagine that. That would be actually kind of crazy to watch that. I know yeah, that when it snows here, we all are like, oh, there goes everything now, all our riding. But now we've actually come to customs. We're actually starting to build enclosures with heaters for a side-by-side -side so we can at least enjoy them, right? For but sure. does, 
But does Texas, are you allowed to drive on highways or secondary roads or anything like that? Like you see in Arizona and Utah and Montana and stuff like that? No, actually, no, man. And it was, that was one of the crazier things when we went to Utah is that we could just hop in the Razor and go wherever we wanted to in town and nobody questioned you. That was awesome. <laughs> I wish I wish it were that way here in Texas, man. And hopefully, you know, we get some legislation passed or something like that to, to make that happen. It'd be really cool because that was, that was awesome, just being able to hop in the Razor, go to the grocery store, get what you needed, and then just hit the trail straight from there. You don't have to load anything on a trailer or anything like that. You just go. Well, and that's the same for us in Canada. We don't get to have that enjoyment of any of that. We actually have to ride in the mountains or somebody that we know that has land, or we just got to take the risk and hopefully we don't get caught, <laughs> I guess. It's kind of how we ride too. So I could definitely see that. That's Even when we went riding down in Montana, you can actually ride a side-by-side -side on the street, but they actually have a limit what you can get on the trails i think they're 50 inches but we're all running 64 inches xp 1000 so it makes a little different there but when we got to go do that and try that we found it crazy that you could actually go grab and us being canadians we find it even bizarre that you can actually go to the grocery store grab a, a flat of beer a pack of razors and a pack of hot dogs and go down the road we're in canada we have to buy our our alcohol from a different place and you get ID'd and you got to do all this, right? And I yeah. know down in the States, it's it's not like that. And it's it's definitely a big change. So it was a big eye opener for me when I went down to Montana, which is literally two and a half hours from where I live. And I wish that I could ride down there more. Um, definitely for sure, because it's got a lot of different riding and stuff like that too. So Caleb, what is one of your favorite spots to ride in? Man, so... River Run ATV Park, I think, is hands down one of my favorite places to ride in the local, within this local area. Um, yeah. You know, there's, it's it's a really cool park because there's mud and, and whatnot, but there's also, you know, some rocky trails, some steep hill climbs, stuff like that. And you can go back in the woods and there's some trails you get going real fast on and make some hairpin turns and go sliding around corners and stuff like that. And then there's also... You know, a river you can go jump into, go swimming in, as well as, you know, some super deep mud holes and ponds you can go as deep as you want in. You know, it's got a little bit of everything, as well as really nice accommodations, man. They've got cabins up there with with their own bathrooms and showers and everything in that you can rent for the weekend. And there's also uh, less expensive cabins with public, with access to public showers and stuff like that. So it's just really, it's a really nice setup. The staff is great over there. Um, it's really just a good all-around part, and you know, yeah. it's local to here, and they're in a really yeah. good location as well in Jacksonville. So do the parties actually get that wild like we see on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that? They absolutely do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. Nice. Well, that's good to hear. It's kind of one of those things you just have to be there and witness it, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what is one of the biggest mud events that comes to your surrounding area? So the biggest mud event that usually comes around here, man, is Mud Nationals. Um, which this year, man, it actually kind of threw everybody for a loop because uh, with Mud Creek closing, you know, it kind of threw everybody for a loop because that's where Mud Nationals always was. And word on the street is that they're moving it to Hillarosa this year. So it'll be interesting to see how it, uh, how it turns out. Well, to all our listeners, how big is Mud Nationals? 
Man, it is insane. There is so many people and so many ginormous badass machines. I mean, it is just crazy. It's hard to explain, bro. You, you it's kind of one of those things you just have to go to it at least once in your life to check it out. So it's kind of like the the, the Dune guys, where the sand show is like the show to build, the show to be at. So this yeah, is this the Mud is Nationals. This name is that. Then. This is like the daddy of them all for mud. Oh, names. nice. Well, that's good. Wow, that sounds like a crazy event. I know I've been watching it for years on Facebook and through friends that I know and stuff. And I know it, it seems like a crazy party. And uh, it definitely seems, um, I don't even know how, what would you call it? Off the wall, I guess. It's just crazy to see that many people in one little area and playing in mud and the dirt flying and a lot of side-by-sides, you know, there. It, it's crazy to see that event. And I, I would... That's one my bucket list I would like to do is actually make it to one mud national one time in my life. For sure. Say that I've my been favorite, there and experienced that. My favorite part of that entire event, man, is the bad to the bone competition. They do it's a side by side show is all it really is. But man, these guys, these builders and, and us as well, man, we put everything we've got into, you know, a couple of machines for these guys and you know, every year we're always trying to build the craziest, baddest, awesomest bike we can put together and bring yeah. out there. And so does everybody else. So it's really cool to go out there to the show and, you know, see what kind of off the wall stuff these shops are coming up with. And you're even, you know, just regular Blow Joe in his garage building some crazy stuff. Yeah. So can you kind of give us a little bit of, to our listeners, kind of what Rogue is kind of working on right now, what they can see the future and you know what they can see what's ca- happening on instagram with you and facebook and stuff like that for sure so actually, lately, um we've actually been working on a lot of suspension products man we've been getting into a arms and long travel suspensions and lift kits and stuff like that so probably in the near future um consumers will see a lot of uh suspension parts from us as well as you know expanding on the hood and grill line and stuff like that so you know we've yeah. always been kind of a a, a look cool industry whereas now we're getting more into the the functional side of things with the suspension and stuff like that so we'll see a lot of that yeah. coming from us here in the near future so can you tell our uh, our listeners what you what models and stuff you guys build for like what what brands i guess would be more entailed sure. to that so i guess our main, our main focus has always been um you know can-am and polaris and we try to we try to cover the basis you know of all the models throughout there um lately we've been doing a lot of x3 parts uh maverick x3 parts and then uh here shortly we'll be getting into a lot of the new razor turbo s stuff we'll be doing a lot of stuff for that as well yeah that would be pretty cool well not that'll appear to a, a lot of different crowd too and I, I think that's why people really don't realize is that rogue is trying to expand their market and their market share out there and i think that's the Turbo S, I think, is definitely uh, a crazy unit, especially coming long travel. And it'd be pretty sweet to see your guys' hood and grill combos on a Turbo S for sure. And I think that's definitely a, a thumbs up for you guys on that, working on something along that lines. That'd be sweet to hear you guys do something like that. Are you guys, you guys don't really see it. Um, like, what's the Textron's like there, the double X's? Man, we don't see a whole lot of those around here, man. In fact, I don't think I've even seen one of them at any of the parks local around here. Um, 
which yeah. is strange because we go up to Utah, you know, for that one ride, and every everybody's running Arctic cats up there. Everybody's got test yeah. up there. They you know, do, eh? That's the only ones I've seen, man. I went checked out a couple of them in the vendor area and stuff like that, and they look like a sweet machine, man. But it's just not, it's not prominent down here. Oh yeah, well that's 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 why these guys are building what they build is because they're trying to build everything around you guys and consumers and builders and everything. And I, it's to each their own, right? I know that there's a lot of people that have negative things about Textron. I do think that the Textron is pretty cool. I think look wise. The blockiness, a lot of that. I think Can M is, a, I think, is what I call a pissed off rock bouncer. It's got that mean, sleek look. Um, I think the new Turbo S, um, you know, it's still kind of modeled off of the XP1000 in a lot of ways, but it's just got that big mouth that just screams, bring me lots of air. And I think that'll look really cool to see your guys' hood on, your guys' uh, grill and hood combo because it's just going to be that bigger star it's just got bigger it's got a bigger mouth for that bigger rogue star and i think that's what a lot of people don't realize is rogue is really known for that rogue star for sure man that logo it's uh it's pretty iconic and it always has been you know a lot of guys you know a lot especially the guys down here you know it's one of the first upgrades they do their machine is rogue grill and we love it man we love to see that that logo all over the place that's right so, Caleb, before we let you go, I want to ask you, out of all the side-by-sides that you've ever been in, what is one? Of you, what is your favorite one that you would like to own and drive? Man, my favorite, my favorite side-by-side as of right now has got to be a K&M Maverick X3. So is that the Max or the two-seater? I like the Max, man, because I, like I like to bring my buddies with me. That's right. There's nothing like going to the mud hole what I call in an X3 four-seater that looks like a limo. <laughs> it feels like a limo too, man. It's like driving a school bus, but it's a really fast bus. <laughs> man, I feel like, I feel That's like right. Can-Am absolutely changed the game when they came up with the X3. No, I totally agree with you. I think that it's... I, I, I like the look. I know that I actually seen a, a post here a while back of one of the first, what I called one of the first um, Ma- um, Can-Am X3 Maxes was, uh, I think it was uh, Madigan built one that was kind of like a top secret thing. They actually built, I think, one of the first. They just basically took a two-seater and stretched it out to a four-seater. But they didn't stretch it out as big as the Max. And um, when I seen the one that they did, um, and then I seen what Can-Am came up with, and I was kind of sitting there scratching my head, I was like, I didn't even know what to say because I was expecting something along what what Madigan did, and then Can Am brought out this this bigger model, and I think that now I see it is it, it's growing on me more and more every day than what it was when it first came out. But that's the same thing with the YXZ. I was not really I'm very impressed with the YXZ look wise because I'm such a downhole. Um, Rhino lover that I was expecting Rhino I was expecting Yamaha to bring something out that kind of made them the beginning of the the side-by-side industry and then when they came out the YXZ I just I did wasn't really a big fan of but now that I'm looking at it and seeing more I'm starting to recognize that I, I do like it more and more and I think it's just every model that these companies build you love them or you hate them and that's what I used to think but now I'm starting to realize as a side-by-side enthusiast that they're actually starting to grow on me more and more as I see them more out there and custom builders like you 
that are really showing your different techniques and the different looks that you guys are throwing out there. It's making people like me go, there isn't, you don't love it or you don't hate it. You guys are making us realize, you know, that's actually looks pretty good. And I know that that Maverick Max that you just finished, that one that you said they had 40s on it, I actually seen a picture of it the other day. And honestly, that thing looks killer. Like it, it really does. It With no lift and what you've done with it, it just reeks like swamp buggy here. I'm here to play. Yeah. You know, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Right? At the end of the day, man, it's all about making it your own. You know, you may not like it factory, but man, we could do a little bit here and there and make that sucker exactly your dream bike, you know, make it look totally different. That's right. So, Caleb, where can people reach you guys at? Man, they can reach us on the phone, reach us on email, Instagram, Facebook, man. Instagram or Facebook's the best way to get at us. Uh, you know, you can catch us on Facebook, uh, Rogue Hoods. Or Instagram, it's just rogue off road. You know, we're, we're there all the yeah. time. We'll answer messages quick, whatever. That sounds good. Well, that's good, everybody. So, everybody, you've, you've listened to Caleb about a little bit of the story about how Rogue began and where he's at now and the future of it. Is there anything else, Caleb, that you would add before we let you go? Man, just give us a shout for anything you need. Uh, you know, we're here to help. Even if you've just got random questions about how to set something up, man, if you're not looking to buy anything, give us a shout, man. We'd love to talk to you nice well there's one tradition that we always do on side by side dirt we always do what we call a shout out so who would you like to shout out to get on side by side dirt the podcast man uh my boys over at triple thread off road man you need to hit them up man they're doing some crazy stuff we do a lot of work with them and they're uh they're really been game changers in the industry lately you might want to give them a shout nice so you guys heard it first triple threat you guys have been shout out by Caleb at Rogue Off Road. So hopefully we can get you guys on the podcast and uh, definitely make you guys become what we think side-by-side enthusiasts. And we like to say, for me, it's side-by-side dirt. I like to say thanks, Caleb, for joining us. Thanks for letting us know about your product and what you guys do, a little bit of your background. And we like to see you on future podcasts. So everybody stay in touch with Rogue Off Road. Check out their Instagram, their Facebook, like you said, Rogue Off Road. Check them out, like I said. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you in the future for sure and uh, get you back on the podcast there, Caleb. Awesome, brother. I appreciate you having me on here, man. It's been good, good chat. Well, thank you for supporting us. And uh, like I said, man, everybody just grab a beer. Have one for us at Side by Side Dirt. And remember that this is 100% raw, unscripted. So, Caleb, this is Sheldon, and I'm out for Side by Side Dirt. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again. Side by Side Dirt, the podcast, is available on Anchor, Google Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, and coming soon to iTunes.